Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Crossroads Conversation. I'm your host, Richard Kennedy, and we are continuing our Philippians study. I'll be on the episode by myself today, so we'll just have a devotion from Philippians chapter 3. And my goodness, Philippians is awesome. It has been dealing with me. What a fantastic book, encouraging, convicting. Let's continue letting the Word of God change our lives. It's I know it's changing mine, convicting me. And uh, let's dive in here to uh, Philippians chapter 3, 1 through 11. The question of this passage is, do you really know Jesus? Even the Apostle Paul asks himself this question at the end, essentially. I mean, it says that, by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection of the dead. Paul's just saying, I want to know Jesus. He's not really questioning whether or not he knows Jesus, but he's saying, I want to know Jesus. And what I want to say to me and what I want to say to you is, do we really know Jesus? Or are we merely religious? It is possible to be religious, to go to church, to do live a good life, to do all the things, and you don't really know Jesus. It's possible to truly be a child of God and be born again and just know Jesus a little bit. And this text encourages us to know Jesus more. I'd say that the greatest asset a human being can gain in life are relationships. Relationships are greater than any material possession that we could gain, greater than any landing that that dream job, greater than winning the lottery, greater than getting that dream car, greater than going on that vacation. You can get all of those things and still be miserable because God has created us for relationships. And the most valuable relationship that you could gain is your relationship with God and your relationship with Jesus Christ. That is what Paul is talking about here in this passage. What a fantastic passage. Um... It's going to hit you. It's, it's been hitting me. It's, it's so convicting. Let's read it together. Let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Paul writes, Finally, brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me, and it's safe for you. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are of the circumcision who worship Let me back up. Let me emphasize, for we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ 
Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Wow. So starting from verse 1, he says, guys, rejoice in the Lord. He's not saying rejoice in your circumstances. Rejoice in the Lord. The theme, one of the great, one of the themes of this chap, this book of Philippians is rejoicing. And he's saying rejoice in the Lord. And here he's talking about rejoice that you know the Lord. The greatest thing you could have is a relationship with the Lord. And I know if you're like me, a lot of us take the relationship with the Lord Jesus for granted. I know I do. I'm convicted of that reading this passage and studying it. And so it's, it has compelled me to pray more today. Jesus, help me to know you. Not, not just to be religious or to do good things or whatever, but to know Christ. Verse 2, he says, look out for the dog's those who mutilate the flesh, and then he says, but we are the real circumcision. What Kind of what I think what he's talking about there is, in that day and time, there were people who would say, you have to, essentially they would, elsewhere they're called Judaizers, so they were essentially teaching that you have to continue to follow the Jewish law, you have to continue to circumcise yourself in order to be part of the people of God. And he's saying, no, we... The Christians who are who worship by the Spirit and glory in Jesus Christ, we are the circumcision. Otherwise, what he's trying to say is, we are the true people of God. You don't have to mutilate yourself. And that's what he says. Look out for those who teach you have to mutilate the flesh. And he says, verse 3, um, we are the ones who worship by the Spirit. And the word worship can be translated serve or worship. So either way, we worship by the Spirit and we serve by the Spirit. God's given us his spirit to empower us for worship and for service. And, and those who glory in Christ Jesus. And that word could also be translated glory. It could be also translated boast. So we who boast in Christ Jesus. And put no confidence in the flesh. That, that phrase right there, we put no confidence in the flesh. That is what this section is all about. Paul goes on to say, if anyone has reason to be confident in the flesh, as a Jew, I have more. I, he, 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 he essentially says, I'm the perfect Jew. The, the Old Testament people of God, I followed the law perfectly. I completely obeyed the law. So what he's saying is in his previous life, before he was born again, he boasted, he thought his righteousness before God was based on his own righteousness according to the law. So he thought that God was pleased with him because of his own works of righteousness. This is very important because we do the same thing if we're not careful. What Jesus came to teach us is that no one is good apart from Christ. No one is good apart from God. It's only 
the grace, love, and forgiveness of Jesus Christ that makes us righteous before God. The only thing the law did was expose us to how sinful and broken we are, is what the New Testament tells us. So we who are Christ followers, we are to boast in Jesus Christ and the things that he has done and who he is, not put confidence in our flesh, our achievements, our abilities, the things that we have done. Verse 7, this is just, wow, what a passage. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, for Christ's sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. Wow. All right, so Paul, likely um, he had probably physically lost, like he had probably actually lost all sorts of things. He's likely in a Roman prison here. And um, he had probably lost his house. There's no telling what all physical possessions Paul had lost. And Paul is saying, I've willingly lost everything for the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. He says, I count all things as loss. The word loss, it literally means loss. I mean, something that you have you you don't have. I think about uh, my wife, Caitlin, before we got married. Um, so she, she went to school in Mobile, Alabama, and she would go home for the summer back up to Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And one summer, she had all of her possessions. And as a college student, you have, don't have a whole lot of stuff, but you have some stuff. And she kept them at her friend's house. Well, the family, I'll go ahead and say this, the family's good, everyone's good, everyone was safe, no one was harmed, but their house burnt down. So they lost everything. Physi- like, and, and insurance repaired some of the stuff, but a lot of stuff was just, it was just lost. And, and, and that's kind of the idea of like something you lose. And Paul's saying, I have counted everything. Every material possession in this world, I've counted it a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Now, Paul's not saying that we should not value anything that's material in this world. He's not saying that. He's not saying go sell your home and go live in the woods and, I don't know, something crazy. He, he, he's making a sort of statement that he's trying to convey a message, right? It's, sometimes it's hard in language and in words to convey a message, but he's trying to do that here. He's saying, in comparison, I've just considered everything in my life a loss, like as I've just lost it because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. So 
I value, essentially what Paul is saying is, I value my relationship with Jesus Christ so much more than any material possession I could gain in this world. Like what he was talking about, um, all of his education, his family background, his, his ethnos, his, um, his Jewishness, all of his achievements, all his plaques on the wall, all the things that he could have been, his whole culture, his whole upbringing, all of these things that everyone in his family, all of his surroundings, all of his culture would have been so proud of him for achieving these things. He's saying, I've counted them all as loss to know Christ. I, as an illustration, I want us to look at Mark chapter 10 of the rich young man as a contrast to Paul's attitude towards Christ. So here Jesus is talking to the, to the young man, and I'll just read it to you. Uh, as the young man was setting out on his journey, sorry, as Jesus was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, do not honor your father and mother. And he said to them, he said to Jesus, teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus looking at him, loved him and said to him, you lack one thing, go and sell all that you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. Disheartened by the saying, the young man went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said to them again, Children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. So you see the contrast between what Paul said. Paul said, I've lost everything to gain Christ. And this young man who came to Jesus, who had followed, followed the law perfectly like, like Paul had, he wasn't willing to sacrifice at all to gain Jesus and to follow him, at least not at that point. It says he went away sorrowful. And man, is that convicting what? That, that passage with Jesus and that young man has always been so convicting to me, and it's challenging, and it needs to be challenging to us. The question for us today is, do we value material possessions of this world more than we value Jesus. And it's something that we need to wrestle with, something that we need to pray about. But the goal is to get to where Jesus and Paul are trying to encourage us to be, where we value Jesus so much that Nothing is more tre- uh, nothing is a treasure more to us than than our relationship with him.
so that we're willing to give it all up for him because he he is worth he's worthy so let's keep going here in in um verse 9 it says and he says well i've counted all things as rubbish in order that i may gain christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith. That I may know him, the power of his resurrection, and may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection of the life, uh, 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 from the dead. So th- this verse 10, that, that I may know him, that I may know Christ. And in verse 8, that I may know Christ. The challenge for me and the challenge for you today is let's press into our relationship with Jesus. Let's find time to spend with him. And, and, and I want us to seek, let's seek Christ. Let's try to know him more. And let's spend time with him. The more, the closer we get with Jesus the more we value and treasure him and the less we value and treasure and cling to the things, the material possessions of this world. So let's, let's, let's be encouraged today to just find some time and spend with Jesus. Let's take that next step with Jesus. And remember that your journey, your faith journey with Jesus is a, is a progress. It's a progression. It's a journey. You know, you don't arrive to where Paul is Overnight, I mean, you might, God can do anything, but it's a journey. So take that next step of faith and maybe it's finding some time in the car to to pray. Maybe it's finding some time in the morning to pray, but let's press into our relationship with Jesus and let's have that relationship with him. Let's deepen our relationship with Jesus and not merely be religious and do good works. Guys, I hope today's conversation has been encouraging to you. I hope that it spurs you on and encourages you in your faith. And it is our desire to equip you and encourage you in your faith journey with Jesus Christ. 